Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Lamed. Today's shir is the Ilunishmas Eter Et Basarav Yisrael Meir Etel Basarav Yisrael Meir Eter Eichel Bas Dov Beriakutiel and Zev Yaakov Ben Dov Nota. May the Neshamas have an Aliyah and may the memory be a blessing. It's also for a full shleima of um, Malka Bas Rivka and Chaya uh, Masha Rivka Bas Zelda. May they may they have a complete and speedy recovery very soon. And also for a Fushlaim of Basya Bath Nechama. Okay, so yesterday we were in a tricky piece, a difficult uh, sugya of Tuma and Tahara. As we know, those are often, uh, as we mentioned yesterday from the Rambam, are very, very complicated. We'll try to get uh, some of the slot, uh, some of the, we'll try to get a bit of clarity and some, try to bring out maybe some of the clarifications that we can uh, highlight. Um, so where we left off yesterday was Rabbi Yossi brought a Kalva Choymer to learn out that Hegdesh can become a Revi'i. And his Kalva Choymer was as follows. Um, if you have a Mechusa Kippurim who is permitted to eat Truma, Remember, well, let's just do a little bit of background so at least we'll have some of the principles, even if we don't get all the discussion and debate in the Gemara, at least we'll get some of the major principles. So one is, we have someone who becomes Tomei, they go to Mikvah, and that, for the rest of the day, even after having Mikvah, they have they're what's called the Tfuh Yom, and that night they become Tohor. If it's the sort of Tumah, a Metzora, a Yeledes, etc., Zavzava, that they still need to bring a Korban, that what's called Mechusa Kapara. Again, a Tful Yom is no longer fully Tome like he was, but he still has remnants of Tuma. Similarly, even though that night he's now completely Tohor, he still has a slight remnant being what's called a Mechusa Kapara, someone who still needs to bring the Korbanos. That's the first important category that we're going to discuss and keep in mind. So it's full yom, again, is a higher level, is not really Tome in the, in the fact that he's been to Mikveh anymore, but he still has some remnants of his Tuma. It is a more severe level of Tuma than a Mechusa Kippurim, as we'll see shortly. So that's a full yom and a Mechusa Kippurim. A second important distinction to remember, and this is just almost, uh, this is a language point, but in the language it expresses a, an, an important idea, that comes up, the difference between tfu, um, Tome and Posel. What's the difference between Tome and Posel? So Tome is someone or an item that can become that can become Tome or is Tome and can transfer Tuma, uh, can transfer it to another item. That's Tome. Posel is an item that is invalid because it's Tome, but it can no longer pass it on. That's the phrase Tome and Posel. Now let's just quickly discuss the degrees of Tuma. And this is so the standard halacha is. Um, an Av can make even people and Kalim Tome. Anything that can go, it can only make things that can purify themselves in a. No, it can make people and Kalim Tome. And uh, those, that would be. That's an Av. Anything, the general is anything that comes in contact with the Av becomes a Rishon. A Rishon can only make food or drink Tomei. Can't affect people or Kalim. 
Well, some gazarius, but that's the general rule. Um, a rishon. Now, chulin, which we mentioned in this sugya, so regular food, um, but uh, sorry, as we chulin, uh, regular food, but as we mentioned in this, in the context of our discussion here, we're most likely referring to maser shani. That's the produce you take up to your shrine. Chulin, in for most respects, I mean, it doesn't even matter it's a, if it's tomei, but maser shani it does, and that can be tomei or actually possible even in the third degree. All right, so if you have some maser shani, sorry, second, second, if you have maser shani, it can become a shani, but then it's possible it can no longer transfer that fur, that tumor to other chulin. So chulin goes as far. Truma, which is more holy, is now susceptible to shlishi. So a shani that touches truma can make that truma shlishi. And regarding truma, now let's say that truma then touches other chulin, but obviously won't affect it. Other chulin is only susceptible to being a shani. This is already a shlishi, it's not going to go up the upper level, it would only go down. So that would be truma can become shlishi, and hegdesh, as not hegdesh, kodshim can even become a ravi. That's the that's the basic structure. So again, chulin can only become shani, truma shlishi, and kodshim ravi. Now Rabbi Yoisi was bringing us the source for that kodshim can become ravi, and he says it says follow. He says if a mechusar kipurim who is allowed truma, okay, a mechusar kipurim is allowed truma, but he, I'm just uh, catching up, I'm just bringing the background for today's stuff. Um, so if Mechusar Kippur, I mean, this drosh of Rabbi Yossi is about a quarter of the way down Chavtesam would base. But again, so this drosh, so Rabbi Yossi again brings a drosh that Hegdesh can become Kodesh as follows. If Mechusar Kippurim is allowed to eat Truma, he doesn't affect Truma, he makes Hegdesh possible. Well, then Shlishi, which is stricter than Mechusar Kippurim because it can make Truma possible. How much more so it will gain that Shlishi will be able to make Kodshim a Ravi. And so Mechusa Kippurim invalidates Hegdesh. Shlishi is stricter than Mechusa Kippurim and therefore it should definitely be able to. If you have a Shlishi atom and it touches Hegdesh, it will make it a fourth degree. And that, so that was Rabbi Yossi's Rosh. Rabbi Yossi come along and says, I don't understand him. Because basically, according to Rabbi Yossi, if something is possible, but truma, if something is possible, but truma, it can make Kodshim a Ravi. Rabbi Yochanan shows us that according to the Chachomim, you can have something like a Tvulyom, which does make truma possible, which you would expect it to be able to then, that item that becomes tome from a tful yom, a tful yom is able to poisel truma, it can make hegdesh revi. But the chachomim paskin it doesn't. If a tful yom t- touches hegdesh, it becomes possible. It doesn't become a shlishi that then become a revi. So this rule of Rabbi Yossi um, doesn't seem to stand up logically. Again, Rabbi Yossi's Kavachomer is that if you have a sul, if you have something that is possible but truma, it can make kodshim a revi. 
we see clearly from the case of a Tful Yom that it can't. So that was Rabbi Yochanan's question, Rabbi Yossi. Rav Papa comes along, and I think this is where we were up to. So Matke Flora Rav Papa. He says, Mimai de Rabbi Yossi, Krabonan Sviralei, Dilmaka Abashol Sviralei. Who says that Rabbi Yossi paskins like the Rabbonin, or holds like the Rabbonin? Maybe he holds like Abashol. We can't say Abashol or Rabbi Meir. What was the opinion of Abashol or Rabbi Meir? They held the Tfuliyom to be much stricter. On a, on a derisive level, Abashol and Rabbi Meir agree. So that's why I refer to it as either Abashol or Rabbi Meir, which is what Rashi points out. Abashol just takes it a, stri- a, a level up. But basically, Abashol said that if you have a Tfuliyom, he has the status of a Rishon regarding Kodshim. What does that mean? That if you have a Tful Yom and he touches a sacrifice, that sacrifice becomes a Shani, which can then make another sacrifice a Shlishi, which can then make another sacrifice a Ravi. So that's Abashol, very high level. He views a Tful Yom as a Rishon. Rebbe Meir views a Tful Yom as a Shani. So that means, that, but again, a Shani can make the sacrifice a Shlishi, which can make the another sacrifice, a Ravi'i, apostle. Now, so who, it was the Chachomim who said a Tful Yom just make Hegdesh apostle. They make Truma apostle and they make Hegdesh apostle. But, so maybe Rabbi Yossi holds like one of these two opinions, Rabbi Meir or Abishol, who again at essence both hold that a Tful Yom is basically a Shani and any Kodshim he will touch or Truma he touches will become a Shlishi. Oh, possible, it can make Truma possible. Oh, and it can make Hegdesh a Ravii, which fits in with Rabbi Yossi. So, okay, Rabbi Yossi, I wanted to say, he, he, Rabbi Yossi is like the Rabbonin, but then his logic doesn't work. So, Rabbi says, why don't you explain? He fits like Rabbi Meir. Now, important to understand the refutation that's coming up is the, the source. And the source is as follows. If a Mechusa Kippurim can eat Truma, but is possible by Kodshim, well then at full Yom, which is possible by Truma, how much more so he should be able to make Kodshim a Revi. Again, if the, if the Tful Yom is kind of like a Shani regarding... Um, well, yeah, let me say, if a Mechusa Kippurim is possible by Kodshim, and a Tful Yom, which is Poisal Truma, I kind of acts like a Shani, well then how much more so? The item that receives Tuma from a Tful Yom should be able to make Kodshim a So that's, what's the source of Rebbe Meir and Abishol? Stemming from Mechusa Kippura. Not where Rebbe Yossi, and sorry, stemming from a Tful Yom, not where Rebbe Yossi brought his drosha from Mechusa Kippura. And that's what Rebbe Yochanan then argues he says as follows, he says, If you're going to tell me that, Rabbi Yossi holds like, He should have rather brought his source that there's such a thing as Ravi Bakodesh from food that comes from a Tful Yom. I food that is Tomei from a Tful Yom. Uma Oichel Habo Machmas Tful Yom the Tful Yom Gufa Mutar Bechulin, and 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 it would be as follows: If food which is Tomei from a Tful Yom is permitted Bechulin, or Mart, you say again the food that is Tomei from the Tful Yom, I say Ravi Bekoidesh can make Hegdesh Ravi, 
Eichel Shlishi Habomach Mashaini. Food that is only a Shlishi, which comes from a Shaini Gufe, also Bechulin is forbidden by Chulin. Food from a Tful Yom is not as strict as food that is, or a Tful Yom in regards to food is not as strict as Shaini is in regards to food. Well, then how much more so that if a Tful Yom can make food like a Shlishi regards to Hegdesh, how much more so it can make um, actual Shaini can make food that is Shlishi that can make Hegdesh a Revi'i. Oh, so there is now. So, so, the, so, what's Rabbi Yochanan answered? If Rabbi, again, a, tricky because you've got to be holding in a lot of these uh, lines. But basically, in short, Rabbi Yochanan's telling me we know Rabbi, Yoich, um, Rabbi Yossi brought his drasha from Mechusa Kippurim. If you're going to tell me Rabbi Yossi agrees like Rabbi Meir, then he should have brought the drasha from a Tful Yom. And what? And the reason is because there's an advantage. Because if he learnt it from the Tful Yom, oh, I'll come to what, to why the advantage is. But basically, so Rabbi Yochanan is saying, but the fact that Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi did not bring his drasha from a Tful Yom must be he does not hold like Rabbi Meir or Abishol that you that you make that drasha with a Tful Yom, and he holds like the Chachomim that you don't make that drasha. Which again. Rabbi Yochanan was saying, you wanted to tell me maybe Abishol holds, uh, Rabbi Yossi holds like Abishol, doesn't work to say that he holds like Abishol, must be he holds like the Rabbonin, okay, and then you have a difficulty, Rabbi Yochanan says, and if you're going to tell me that Rabbi Yochanan, uh, Rabbi Yossi holds like the Chachamim, well then I'm struggling, I'm grappling with Rabbi Yossi's Svara. Why should Rabbi if Rabbi Yochanan's premise is that Rabbi Yossi, it would have been preferable for Rabbi Yossi to bring the drosha from a Tful Yom, and that is because then you teach both points. Firstly, that a Shlishi makes Hegdesh Ravii, and secondly, this point that a Tful Yom can make food a Shlishi regarding Hegdesh. So, by the fact that Rabbi Yossi only brought his drosha by a Mechusa Kippurim, he's not teaching us that second novelty. Must be he doesn't hold with the second novelty. So that's uh, Rabbi Yochanan's point. So the Gemara says, Maybe you will want to say that no, because a Tful Yom stems from an Av Hatuma. Well, the Drosh is brought from a Mechusa Kippurim, which is also stemming from a Avatum of Eloi Pircha, and he doesn't ask that. Uh, you can't come along and say that Rabbi Yossi, maybe Rabbi Yossi brought his Drosha from Tful, from Mechusa Kippura, because it's, and he, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. Maybe Rabbi Yossi didn't bring his Drosha from a Tful Yom, because you would have asked, we can't use that as the source, because Tful Yom is, so strict has a strictness of it because it's tied into Kodshim. He says, No, Rabbi Yoy, you can't suggest that that's why he doesn't bring it from a Tful Yom because he brings it from an Avatuma, which has that same stringency that it stems from something that, we could, that could become an Avatuma. Okay, let's go on to a new point. Again, we're still on Tum and Tahara. I'm sorry, we're going to go. Not, I'm sorry. This, uh, I can't. Uh, the Gomorrah is going to discuss it till over the page even. But let's, it's a new point. So, Omar Avasi, Omar Rav, Omrila, Omar Rababar, Isi, Omar. So, we're on to the, sorry, the fifth line on Lamud Amud Aleph. 30a. Omar Rabbi Asi, Omar Rav, 
Ravasi said name of Rav. Vaomilo Omar Rabba Bar Benisi Omar Rav. Rebimah Verebiosi Verebiyeshua Verebiyelozov Verebiyeliezer Kulasfirelhu. All these opinions hold the ain shani oise shlishi bechulin. Shani cannot make shlishi chulin. Unlike Rabbi Akiva of our Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva of our Mishnah very surprisingly, well, not how we pass it and not you would normally hear about that, even Chulim can become a Shlishi. The ramification, I guess, would be primarily for that, um, how it affects other foods, but also for eating Maser. But so Rabbi Akiva was very strict and he said, Shani, Chulim can become Shlishi. All these opinions hold that. Chulin can only be a shani, it cannot be a shlishi. Yeah. Well, um, depends what it is. If it's truma, that's tome, you have to burn it. If it's kodshim, you have to burn it. If it's chulin, you can eat it. If it's master shani, you have to, I don't know, dispose of it, I don't remember how, but burn it. So it depends, I mean, chulin, our food is all tome. So, so you can eat it. Yeah, you can eat it. That's fine. Um, just before we go into the sauce, just to uh, take a little bit of break, maybe I was thinking, what's the lesson? What's the insight we can gain that we say that chulin can only become shani, truma shlishi, and kodshim ravii? And I think that goes back to, it's a concept you've discussed in the past, maybe a little bit of a musar idea to make things a bit lighter, is that we know the holier, the greater something is, on the flip side, you have the greater potential for destruction and loss. We see that in regards to midos, the, or the, the aspects that drive people. You see where people have the greatest potential for Kedusha, that's also where the, you find the greatest destruction. Um, one example is the unity and intimacy of, around a couple that is one of the greatest expressions of uh, of Kedusha and uh, we see that we speak about the relationship between B'nai Israel and Hashem as the epitome of uh, uh, we speak about the relationship between B'nai we, we allude to the relationship between B'nai Israel and Hashem as a bride and a groom as a lover and a beloved just on pace like the Shirim and on the flip side we see the destruction and the harm that comes through when it's not treated with kedusha and respect. And it's arguably, an, um, let's call it sexuality, is one of the biggest challenges that people have to face throughout their life. Um, and that's so something that has a higher potential for kedusha also on the flip side has the greater sensitivity to being, distra- to being destroyed and uh, perverted. I know my father says it, uh, used to quote from... Uh, I think it was Rav Scharnberg who said in regards to Chazora he says for success in learning you have to have lots and lots of Chazora and, uh, and lots of lots of revision and he says sadly that's what we find so many Yeshiva Bachrim are uh, negligent in regards to their Chazora in regards to their reviewing the material he says because the that's the eighth of the horror is fine. He says, fine, learn a new page, learn a new page, learn more, learn more, because I know about tomorrow in a week you won't know it because you'll have forgotten it. So the greater potential to really reach a le- high level in Torah learning has, is where we find such a struggle 
such a distraction in that people don't put their emphasis in that. Uh, just a subtle uh, idea, maybe connected to why you found, uh, I don't know if I expect it clearly, but I think you can, I'll let you build on that, uh, that idea yourself, why we found that, brother. The holier the item, the more susceptible to tumor it is. Okay, um, so back to where we were. We were discussing, Rabbi Akiva came along and said that even Chulin can become Shlishi. We now brought a list of sages who hold that Chulin can only be a Shani. And now we're going to go through the list and point it out. So the first one in the list we discuss is Rebbe Meir. Now interesting to note, we, bring, we quote it as Rebbe Meir, but it's a, the, the mission we're going to bring is the Machloike as Rebbe Meir and the Chachomim, but they both agree on this point that a Chulin cannot become a Shlishi. Rebbe Meir, as we learned the Tran, as we learned in the following Mishnah, Kola Toynbius Mayim, anyone who needs to go to Mikvah, Midivrei Sofrim. I, any, anything or person that is a Shani and needs to go to Mikvah, will make Kodesh Tomei, if it's a Shlishi, it becomes Ribi, and he makes Truma Apostle. But he is allowed Chulin. Mutabahulinovamasa is allowed Hulina Masa. Tivre Rebimel, that's Rebimel's opinion. Machachomim, Oisrin Bamasa, the Chachomim say he cannot have Maser. But either way, what do we see here? They both say that this person who's a Shani cannot affect Hulin. Rebimel and the Chachomim. Okay, now we move on to the next opinion. Rebi Yoisi, Hoda Omram, Rebi Yoisi, as we've discussed, remember Rebi Yoisi was on the previous page. Why to him, Issa? Because if you're going to tell me that Rebi Yoisi holds that Chulin can be a shlishi. Well, then Lysi leRavii betruma. He can prove through his discussion of the full yom and a mechusa kipurim that truma can become a ravii and vechamishi bekoidesh and koidesh can become a vechamishi by the fact that Rabbi Yosi says that no truma can only be a shlishi and koidesh a ravii, not even a step further. Masmini holds chulin can only become a Shaini. So that's Rabbi Yossi. Oh, Rabbi Yeshua. Where do you see that Rabbi Yeshua also holds us? This plan as we learned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Lezer, I mean, Rabbi Lezer says, Ha'oichel, Oichel, Rishon. If someone eats food that is a Rishon, he becomes a Rishon. Shaini, Shaini, Shlishi, Shlishi. If he eats food which is a Shaini, he becomes a Shaini. If he eats food which is a Shlishi, he becomes a Shlishi. This is Xayra Durabonin because food can't make a person Tomei. But there's exactly around bottom that if a person eats tomei food, again according to Rebbe Eliezer, he becomes whatever the food he level of tumor the food is he ate. There's two reasons um, that Rashi seems to say. The reason is he's concerned that you know what, you're going to be eating tomei food and you're going to drink a glass of tumor wine at the same time. It's normal to eat and drink at the same time. So to avoid that scenario, they said you, they want to discourage a person from eating food that is tomei because it will make him tomei. So that's that case. Rabbi Yeshua, Omer Rabbi Yeshua says, Ha'oichel oichel rishon ve'oichel shani shani. A person who eats food that is rishon or shani, a first level or second level tumor, he becomes a shani. Shlishi, if he eats third level, shani bekoidesh ve'ain shani betrumah, he will make kodshim shani he, he will become a shani in regards to Kodesh, but not to Truma. Right, so someone who's eating shlishi food, it only affects him in regards to when he comes into contact with Kodshim and not um, Truma. But now there's a problem. There's two issues with what we've just said. One is that, how can you have a person eating Tome Truma or Tome Kodshim? It's forbidden. A second issue with this is 
who are we discussing that's allowed to eat truma or kodshim? It sounds like it's a blanket rule addressing all people, but then it mentions truma and kodshim, which is limited to kohanim, or most likely to kohanim. So there he says, we're discussing a special scenario. We're discussing b'chulin shenas al-taharis truma. This that you can find people eating, rishon, shayni, uh, and shlishi, is chulin that is treated as taharis truma. Now, al-taharis truma in, al-taharis ha-kodesh law. Specifically, taharis truma, but not taharis kodesh. There's an interest, there's a gzaira to Rabbonin that people, chulin, can be treated as truma, and the gzaira is that then it's susceptible to truma-like truma. So if we, in particular, that this food, or that, if you have a person who's particular, that he only eats food as if it's truma, if it becomes tomah, he's no longer allowed to eat it. There's a gzaira to Rabbonin that you can treat your chulin like truma. And that was again to train people because in the times of the base of Midash, that was a serious problem. You had this truma going round, and you had people, Kohanim, who ate truma, so they were very, to get used to it and to always be extra careful, they treated all their food as if it was truma, and the Xayra Rabbonin supports that. The Xayra, there's no such Xayra Rabbonin regarding someone who says, I want to treat all my food like it's Kochim. I want to treat all my food as if it's sacrificial food. That there's no such Xayra. But what do we see? That normal chulin does not become shlishi. Again, we want to discuss Rishon Shani shlishi, and he says, and we discuss when is that. So he says it's uh, it's chulin that is treated as truma. We see, ah, oh, can't regular chulin become shlishi? No, only truma can become shlishi and not regular chulin. Okay, so that is Rabbi Yeshua. Now we go on to Rabbi Lezer, the Tanya. Rabbi Lazar, I mean, Rabbi Lazar said. We find that the three of them have the same power. I, whether it's a Rishon, we'll see in the, in the now, but whether it's a Rishon that is Chulin, a Rishon that is Truma, or a Rishon that is Hegdesh, they all have the same power. I, just in short, if you had Chulin that was a Rishon, it can make other Chulin shiny, which can make Truma Shlishi and Kodshim Hegdesh. I say, even if the starting point of the Rishon is Chulin food, it can make Hegdesh fourth degree. That's the novelty of this Rebbe Elezer. Harishon Sheba Kodesh Sheba Chulin Sheba Truma, whether the Rishon is Kodesh Chulin or Truma, Matame Shnaim, it can make two levels Tome, i.e. it can make Kodshim Tome Shani, Tome Shlishi, and Poisel Echot Bekodesh, and then the Fourth level only Kodesh. Metame Echot or Poisel Echot Betruma. It can make, if it's regarding Truma, it can make one level Poisel, uh, Toma and one level Truma. Again, this is that, remember right at the beginning I mentioned the difference in the language between Tome and Poisel. So again, if you have this Rishon, again, whether it's Chulin Truma or Kodshim, that touches Truma, it makes the Truma shiny, I Tome, and then one level Poisel, it will be a Shlishi, but by Truma that is Poisel. And and it can only make chulin posel one level. Okay, what do we see here? That um, this Tana holds, um, Rabbi Elozor holds that chulin can only become a shiny it, and it can't make chulin a lower step. So we see that opinion. Interesting enough, this is not how we pass it. I don't want to go into it now. I think it's complicated enough these laws without bringing other Bryson and other Mish, but there is another opinion that the 
it makes a difference whether the Rishon is Kodesh, Truma, or Chulin, and how far effect it can have. It does make a difference. According to Rebbe Elazar, it doesn't, but that's, that's irrelevant for us. The important point here is we see Rebbe Elazar holds that Chulin can't be a Shlishi. Now we go on to the next opinion who says that Chulin cannot become a Shlishi. Rebbe Eliezer is a plan from the following Mishnah. Now just before we go into the following Mishnah, is we know that you have to separate Chala from Doh. Chala is basically like Truma, so it can't become Tome, etc. So when you need Doh, and then you have Doh, okay, you have to make a certain amount of Doh, you have to separate one twenty-fourth of the Doh as Chala. If the Doh is Tome, you only have to separate one forty-eighth. However, if someone made it Tomei on purpose, so there's actually Machloikas, what do you do? The one opinion is if he made it Tomei on purpose, he has to separate 124th, as if it was Tohor. If, however, Rebbe Eliezer, which is the opinion we're going to discuss now, he holds no. If you make the dough Tomei on purpose, you actually have to separate Chala from Tohor dough on behalf of this day. So what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to go make a whole nother batch of dough and separate Chala from that dough on behalf of this dough. However, you run into a complication. And that principle that if the dough is made in different batches, to separate Chala from the one batch on behalf of the other batch, they have to be what's the, t- the term used is Minamuka, touching. But now you've got Tohor dough, you don't want it to touch the Tomei dough. Because then it's going to make the Tohor Do Tome. So how do you do this? Rebbe Lezer says you've got to separate from the Tohor Do on, beha- on the behalf of the Tome Do. But they've got to be Minamukha. They've got to be touching. And you're going to make it all Tome. So that's what Rebbe Lezer is coming to explain how to do that now. And through his solution, we'll see that Chulin can't become Shlishi. Um, I was hoping to discuss a few of the halachas to do with Chale that come up here. But we're actually quite far behind in time. So... We'll have to leave it for when the sugya more directly addresses Chala. Um, but what is Rebbe So Rebbe Lezer, Oymet Chala nitlis mina tohoi When you have to take Chala from Tohor Do and Tomei Do, Ketar, how do you do it? She says, Shtei icha isois achas tohoi rava achas So you have these two doughs, one Tohor and one Tomei. Noitel kedei Chala meise shelo hurmu chalosa. Take the amount of challah that you need to separate from the tohor dough that has not yet had challah taken from it. Interesting enough, it has to all be before the challah for that dough is taken from it. Because if you have a batch of dough that you take challah from, it's now theoretically fixed dough. It's no longer tevel. And you know, we can use the, we use the same language by truma. Dough that has not had challah taken is tevel. You can't eat it. It's untarred. Once it's had the challah taken from it, it's Matukan. You can't take more dough for challah from matukan, from fixed dough. So again, so you have to have this dough, that, this tohor dough that has not had the challah taken from it. And you take the challah, the amount of challah you need for the... For the, the, for the, for the challah on behalf of the tomei dough. And then what do you do? But wait, you, got, you need to touch them. to just take the challah and touch the... Well, let's see. No, because then you're going to make it Tomei. You don't want to. But then, you get, but then you're making Chala Tomei again. 
You're baking a tomim. But well, let's see. Misa shelohu muvet chalos of an osam pochos mikabeitza beemta. And then you take another piece of dough less than a size of a kabeitza as a bridge beemta between them. Contain little minamukav so you can take from the touching. So you take your piece that's going to be chala, and you take your tomato dough, and you put a little bridge of dough between them, put them all next to each other, and then you can separate the chala. Now, why does that work? Because the dough, which... Um, yeah, so you have, so you fulfilled the requirement of mukaf, of the dough that was attached when you separate it. Now the Chachamim the Chachamim forbid you to do this. We'll see a bit shortly why. It says, but Tanya, and there's another price, the Kabeitza, the dough in the middle, the bridge can even be the size of a Kabeitza. What difference does it make the size of the dough? Anything less than a Kabeitza, it's a discussion whether it can become Tomei, but anything less than a Kabeitza can't transmit Tomei. So the dough is not going to become Tomei. So now, Savurua Aidiva Aidiba Isri Shoina. The Havamina is both are discussing dough that is a Rishon. Okay? So the dough is a Rishon. Now the concern is, now again, Gavin, if you were to take the dough that you want to use as Chala and touch it to a Rishon, what happens to it? It becomes a Shani. So let's just think before we go into the Sugya. So, what, how does the bridge help? The dough is the Rishon. The bridge becomes a shiny, and the other dough becomes a slishi. Oh, no problem. Because it's chulin that can't be, chulin can't become a shlishi. That's, that's where we headed. So, we could, all cases And you also have to say that this chulin dough that you haven't separated chala from is not viewed as chala. Because you might say, well, it has chala theoretically. Theoretically, it has chala mixed in because you're going to separate chala from it. So you run into that problem as well. So let's assume that no, it's tfulin is not like hala. It must be that Rebbe Lezer and the Chachomim argue on the following. Rebbe Lezer holds that shiny cannot become a shlishi if it's tfulin. And the other opinion is like Rebbe Akiva. The Chachomim, they hold like Rebbe Akiva and hold that shiny can become shlishi b'chulin. Right, so again, Rebbe Eliezer says you can do this bridge solution because the... Tomedo Rishon makes the bridge a shiny, which won't affect the truma you want to separate it from. Well, the bridge tohard, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And again, and I added, huh? Yeah, well, that's what. Remember, we said you have to make a whole new batch of dough to take dough that you need as to take um, untrumed. Dough, unchalad dough. Um, but the bridge, the, Rashi says the bridge has to be tahor. But theoretically, if the bridge is a shiny, it might also work. But it has to start off as a. No, but I'm saying if the bridge yeah. is a shiny, it might, it might. Rashi says not so, and you can discuss why. But theoretically, if the bridge is a shiny, well, then the dough that's touching a shiny is also a. Shlishi, which won't affect it. Yeah. So interesting. What you're going to have to do, you're going to have to separate the dough quick from the bridge and say, this is my trumaf on that dough. Because if you leave it attached to the bridge and then say, this is Mahala, what if it's still attached to the bridge when you say, this is Mahala? Then it can be, Chala is like Truma, it can become a Shlishi. 
So that's the that's the, so again what's the machloikes Chachomim and Reblezer is Dajlishi become Khulin. We see again this is the main point why we brought it, is that we see Rabbi Eliezer holds that Khulin cannot become a Shlishi, unlike Rabbi Yankiva. Now we're just going to discuss this a little bit further. This is Omar Rabbi Bamori, Omar Ravmori, Braider of Kahana, the Kuli Alma, Ain Shani Shlishi Bukhulin. No, you could say everyone agrees. Both Rabbi Lezer and the Chachomim agree that Khulin does not make Shani uh, Chulin cannot become a Shlishi. And they're arguing what's the status of bread that is Tvulin Lechala, that if you have dough, sorry, that hasn't had Chala, separated from Masova, Kechala Dama. One says you treat it like Chala, Masova, Loi Kechala Dama, and the one holds you don't treat it like Chala. Again, this dough that you haven't separated Chala from, in some aspects, it is like Chala. So their one opinion says that's why you can't do the bridge because even it's, it's granted if it's Chulina can't become Tomei as a Shlishi since Chala hasn't been separated from the dough it says if it is Chala and therefore it be, can become Shlishi. The Ibo Yisayim another possibilities the Kuliyama Chulina at Chulina Chala love Loike Chala Dama no Chulina that has not, dough that has not had Chala separated from it is not like Chala the ain't shiny oishe shlishi bechulin and shiny does not make shlishi bechulin. Oh, so what, why do the chachamim say it's also v'hacha b'mutaligram tumah lechulin shebe'eretz Yisrael kamefligi? And the argument here is, are you allowed to make chulin in Eretz Yisrael? Tamei marasova mutaligram tumah lechulin shebe'eretz Yisrael or marasova rasuligram tumah lechulin shebe'eretz Yisrael? The one opinion Reb Lezer seems to hold it's fine to make chulin tamei, and the chachamim hold it is not okay to make the chulin. It's a big discussion. What? Where, what does this apply to? Again, obviously we're not concerned about it nowadays, but what does this apply to that you're not allowed to make regular food, chulin in Israel, tome? And not only that, why is there such a zaira? The one, I'm just going to give one reason, there are a few throughout uh, Shas and the Rishonim, but one reason is because remember you have lots of people in Israel who have to, again in Tal Abayi Samidash, you have to be careful with what they're eating, that it is not tome and it doesn't make the truma they have in their home or their kochim that they're going to eat tome and it creates a whole lot of havoc and if you're going to allow food to become tome, you're going to really restrict what they can eat. So therefore there's a rule that you're not allowed to cause truma. Rebeleza would say, uh, I don't know if you have to hold Rebeleza holds it's completely fine. Say Rebeleza says in this case it's essential. You need to get the challah from the dough. There's no way except to make a bridge and let the bridge, a small little piece of dough that's acting as a bridge, let it become tome. But in general, you could, but the other opinions say, you, ne- you would never be allowed to. Okay, now we go on to a, a lighter piece. Again, the Mishnah discussed, how did Bnei Israel say, Oz Yashir, um, the Shira at the sea? So, Boba Yom Doresh Rabbi Akiva V'chulun. says, how did they say Shira? So, the Mike Kamifligi, what's the argument? Oh, sorry, I'm skipping. I'm jumping the gun. But Rabbi Akiva, there was a Machloikas of the, that says, the one Pesach seems to say there's 2,000 Amos outside the Levim city, and the other opinion, the other Pesach seems to say there's only 1,000. So Rabbi Akiva came along and said, no, what it's saying is that Tchum Shabbos is 2,000. Whereas the other opinion says, no, one's open space and one's, Area for field. So, but my kamifligi, what are they arguing on? So, no, my sova tchumim doraisa, my sova drabon, and Rabbi Akiva holds tchumim doraisa, and the rabbon hold the other opinion holds the only drabon. This that you're not allowed to walk two thousand amos past your Shabbos zone, 
that is contrary to that story. So we treat it as Tarabonin. There's a discussion, what about 24,000 Amos? Some hold that is Doraisa, or many hold that's Doraisa. But um, the 2,000 Amos is this one. It's Tarabonin, Baba Yom Doraisa, Rabbi Akiva. This, now we on to the Shira. How did B'nai Yisrael say Shira? B'shash Olu Yisrael, Minai Yom Nosnoenayhem. They raised their eyes. There's a big discussion. What does it mean they raised their eyes? But other way, B'nai Yisrael raised their eyes. Loima Shira, to say Shira. The Ketzer Omer Shira, how did they say it? Because it says, Oz Yashir Moshe Ben Yisrael, it's Ashira Hazois. Sorry. Oz Yashir Moshe Ben Yisrael, it's Ashira Hazois la Hashem. Then Moshe Ben Yisrael sang this song to Hashem. The Yomru, and they said, Lamor to say, Ashira la Hashem, etc. And that's the song. So the, the, the opening words of the song is Ashira la Hashem. That, the first part of that pasuk is the introduction that Ben Yisrael sang, but it's a little bit confusing. The, the, it's a little bit... Uh, Elaborate. It says, um, then they sang, they sang to say. So how was it said? So now obviously, and again the morale, I don't think we're going to, maybe we'll try to finish where I wanted to get up to and then we'll go into some points from the morale. Beautiful explanations on the differences in opinions and what it means that Ben Israel said Hallel, um, said Hallel. Um, but let's go into it. So, boy, by Yom Doris Rabbi Kiva, Bashash Ali Shomina Yom, lost my name, Lame Moshira, but Kaitzer Om Shira. On that day, Rabbi Kiva expounded how did Bene Israel say Shira? So, Kagoda la Makarius a Hallel, like when there's an adult leading Hallel, the Hainoin and Achra of Roshay Prokim, and they respond with the opening of the paragraph. Moshe Omar Ashira Lashem, the Hain Omrim Ashira Lashem, Moshe Omar Kigoa Goa, the Hain Omrim Ashira Lashem. Every paragraph that Moshe would say, they would say the opening chapter, the opening part, Ashir al This is similar to Halal. I'm, I'm not going to use the prototype, but how we did. Hodul Hashem Kitov Kilolam Chastol. Then what does the leader saying Halal? He says the next verse. And what do we respond? Back to the opening verse. Then he says the third verse. And we respond the opening verse. So they're saying that's how Moshe and B'nai Israel said halal. That's how some people used to say halal the whole time. And that is, um, that, but they used to do it with hallelujah as the opening verse. Um, so that's how they would say it. Um, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer, the son of Rabbi Eliezer, said, no, they said halal like if you have a, a mana leading halal. Now, if you have a mana leading halal, you can't listen to him and fulfill your obligations. So you're going to have to repeat everything he says. They repeated phrase by phrase. Um, interest just to allude to some of the subtle death behind us death behind us on the one hand what's greater than being for having your mitzvah fulfilled through Moshe Rabbeinu mm-hmm. he's the one saying it and I'm going to accept Moshe says it as if I said it by listening to him and then I just respond to the opening verse to highlight my enthusiasm for the shira but not that it's necessary on the other hand I've witnessed this most phenomenal, phenomenal event. I actually can't just leave it up to Moshe to say it on my behalf. I also want to say it. And therefore, I repeat every verse that Moshe says. But there is some aspect that what Moshe saw compared to the other Jews at the Shira, at the Yam, might have been on a slightly different level. Rabbi Nechemia says, the way B'nai Yisrael said, the Shira is like a 
Sofer would be a school teacher who's leading in the base Medrash. He opens the verse and they respond after him. Similar, um, the, what he just says, the first verse, and then everyone says it all together. For Mike and Mifrigi, what are they arguing on? Now, we're not going to explain the depth behind the argument. We're going to explain where do they get? Why are they, why are they arguing? Why, where do they see in the psukim an allusion to different ways that halal could have been said? So, Rabbi Akiva Sover, Leima Milsa Kamaisa. Because, again, so remember, this is our point out. It says, Vayomru Leimor, and they said to say. To say implies that it must be said. So, where's that to say going on? So, Rabbi Akiva Sover, Leima Milsa Kamaisa. Rabbi Akiva says, when it says Leimor, it's just on the first part, the Ashir El Hashem. So, what did he say? He said, Moshe would say every Pasuk, and Bnei Yisrael, Leimor would go and then say Ashir El Hashem. Rebbe Eliezer Benosha Rebbe Yosi Aglili Sofer Leimor Akol Milsa Milsa No Leimor to say is on the whole of the on everything on each each phrase so therefore Ben Israel would repeat each phrase Rebbe Nachemia Sofer VeYomru they said Da Amor Kula Bahari Adari when the pasuk says VeYomru and they said that's true they all said Hallel together and Leimor to say the potak Moshe Bereishi is just that Moshe started it. At the time that Bnei Yisrael decided and um, lifted their eyes to say Shira, the Ketzad Omru, how was it said? So he says, and so it says, the Ketzad Omru Shira, how did they say the Shira? Or how far, how great an expression of Shira was. It says, If you had a young child, a baby, sitting on his mother's knees. So you had a young child sitting on his mother's knees, a baby nursing from his mother. As soon as they saw the Shechina by the splitting of the sea, the young child lifted up his neck. The... Baby spat uh, the breast out his mouth. Omru, and they said, This is my God and I'll glorify him. says, From the mouth of young children and babies was my power established. So even the young babies and the young children said Shira. How do we know that even the fetuses in their mother's stomach said Shira? As it says, in the Kehillah, the congregation, they blessed our God Hashem from the Makor of Yisrael. And the Makor is an allusion to um, um, Makor Yisrael is an allusion to the womb. Makor is a, or another word for the womb. So even the children in their mother's wombs said Shira. All the Moses says Vaholochazu, but they couldn't have seen the miracle. It says Amar Ibitanchum Keres Naase Lohem Kaspati Hameira Vero. No, the stomach was made like a clear glass, and they could see, and they could see the miracle. They could see the Shechina. I think this the 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 Maharal. No, the Maharal. The Maharal's fancy is obviously metaphorical. We're not saying that literally, and I think that that you have to say that by the last point. It's it's a great awareness of Hashem. I'll just read it from him inside. I was hoping to do more explaining the advantages or disadvantages of different opinion, but it's already quite long. But just listen to this. There was called over Klala Dover. The general principle behind all of this. 
And where we're going to is ki kol kachoyo madregos, and they reach such a high level. Adasher kulam poinim ela olavet beikus bala. They all wanted to turn and attach themselves to Hashem. They reached a huge level of nevuah, of clarity of God and God's kindness, and that's where they just wanted to turn themselves. And that's what shira. Don't get there. Are many nevuahs. There's Moshe's nevuah. There's Shmuel's Navua, that's Sefer Shmuel and Malach, you know, there's many, there's Sefer Shoftim, there are many Navuas. But, there's a special level of, and there are many Tehillahs, there's Tehillim and there's lots of praise for Hashem. But a Shira is a very high, high level of praise for Hashem that comes with a very great realization of Hashem. And that's what we're saying, they sang Shira. And that's what it is, they saw this as, and so to the child who's totally caught up in physicality, hasn't developed any spiritual concepts or ideas in existence yet, he turned to Hashem. And he realized that Hashem is the real provider. Remember, all a child cares about, this young child sitting on his mother's lap, is that he gets his hot chocolate when he wants, and that he gets his crackers when he wants, and he gets, you know, like the ch- and that he gets to play when he wants. He doesn't care. All of a sudden, at the Dead Sea, even the young children had a comprehension that wait, everything comes from Hashem. It says, And don't think that it means literally that the child started singing with them. That many viewers. You have to know what it's telling us is that the high level that B'nai Israel reached is that they all turned to their ilosom. So again, this child sitting on his mother's lap, really all he's interested in is his, when's he going to get his hot chocolate. But all of a sudden at the Red Sea, at a sudden realization, oh, wait, even my chocolate, everything, my existence comes from Hashem. And not literally that he sang, he's a little baby, a three-year-old to two-year-old, he's not going to say Shira. But he had that realization of Shira flowing through his uh, through his mind and his veins. And he says the same thing with the... says um, And that's why when Rebbe Meir says, so too by the fetuses, they had this huge attachment to Hashem. Okay. Um, we'll leave uh, the morale there. I say it's quite beautiful how he explains each of the different opinions. Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Nechunia, I think, but uh, have a very good Shabbos and I'll see you tomorrow at 7.30.